0: Yes, of course. Burl Bearer. I've known a few writers who were rogues and vagabonds. And I'm Roger Moore. I didn't supply the microphone. We
1: have a knights who say... Nick! 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 Nick!
0: We'd like a shrubbery, please. Not too expensive. <laughs> Hi, I'm the legendary Burl Bear, broadcasting live from the gleaming, streamlined studios of Outlaw Radio, nestled in the loving hills of Encino, California.
2: <laughs> which, uh, which Darren are you?
0: Uh, where industry and nature work hand-in-hand hand to create a better life for all of us. I'm not Ryan Seacrest, but I wish I had his money. How do you, how do you know how much he has? I
2: don't. Okay, so there <laughs> Well, you it's are. more than what But we I'm
0: assuming after, after I saw him do his Dick Clark
2: impersonation, I figured, you know, a man could make a living doing that. You know what used to really piss me off is what, and Kath, we'll be with you in a sec, but, but what used to really piss me off... Is when he was on with Dick Clark. I call him boss. Yeah. Oh, that, that made that me just insane. Be by saying my skin crawled up oh, my body, body and above. You know, it's <laughs> like yeah, I wanted to just slap him because it was so condescending. Yeah, like you see, patronizing, condescending, and all of the all of the above. And, you know, Dick, inside, wanted to kill him. I'm sure he because did. Because Dick wanted to kill most everybody he, any he time, day. Yeah. And then he, got, uh, he was stricken, and so he had the mind, but not the body. Yeah. So he must have lost his skull. Unlocked. Oh, I'm sure he was just seething oh, inside. God. Well, now that we're on the verge
0: of committing murder, let's turn to the topic of true crime. Uh, produced by Magic Matt Allen on the Outlaw Radio Network. Yes, I am the legendary is. Burl Bear. That is Howard Labina's manager to yes, the star, stuck on the tarmac uh,
2: somewhere. No, I wasn't on the tarmac. No, no. No, oh. uh, Doctor. Uh, yes, he was on a tarmac last night. Uh, he flew from uh, uh, Europe and then uh, got stuck on the tarmac in New York for four hours. Like four feet from the the the, uh, the terminal, and they just stop and he stay there try uh, trigger on it, it, It's bad weather in the northeast. Oh, here's hey, the Mayor Mark C. G. Boyer is here. Hello. Oh God, I was hoping we didn't have a microphone for you. No, we <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did we win
0: this time? Howard, nice it's the mega. It. Hey if uh, anybody who uh, looks on my Book page uh, or saw the uh, true crime uh, uncensored website which is outlawcrime.com saw a wonderful picture of me stabbing Kathy Scott
2: in Las Vegas Nevada <laughs> we saw that and,
0: and, and
1: we were quite I, disappointed it wasn't the other way
2: around uh, Ka- yeah, <laughs> Kathy you couldn't, have, you couldn't have flipped that for us huh?
3: <laughs> it happened so suddenly yeah did
2: you notice know, you look pleased about it <laughs> I, I, inherit, right.
0: I, I inherit the damn show if he died, so it's all good <laughs> Catherine Casey wanted to write the book about uh, about her being murdered by me and then we figured Diane Fanning could write the book about
2: Catherine Casey writing the book. Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's say hello to our guest and talk about what we're going to talk about today because it's time to talk about those kinds of we're things. We're going to talk about Susan Berman. Her childhood was
0: idyllic. She was a Las Vegas mob royalty, the daughter of a mob boss who ran the Flamingo, meaning the hotel, not the bird, and furnished his only child with anything money could buy. But halfway through her childhood, dreams exploded. Her father died without warning during a routine surgery. Next, her mother accidentally commits suicide with a drug overdose. You don't accidentally
2: commit suicide and back up. Um, and her father took over from Bugsy Siegel, just to give us some real strong context. Yeah, they're wow. swell people. What's the matter with Bugsy Siegel? Nothing's wrong well, with it Bugsy. It's out did. of his he mind.
1: yeah
0: <laughs> That's why they called him Bugsy.
2: Yeah, he knew it.
0: Yeah, okay. Anyway, so... Uh, the, guy, the guy made Las Vegas what it is today. No, I think Gary Deceive made Las Vegas what it is today. Well, you're right. Well, yeah. See, that's inside Vegas stuff. Meanwhile, Kathy Scott, who is an expert on so many unusual things, such as Tupac and Biggie and uh, Freeway Ricky Ross, also is an expert on the Susan Berman murder case, which supposedly is unsolved,
2: although I yes, the LAPD... I, I got it. I'm sorry. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Okay. And Kathy, I've got it.
1: You he got it. Right. Oh, wasn't around at the time.
0: <laughs> yes, he was. Uh, this. Let's talk about a gentleman, her soulmate, her good buddy, Robert Durst. Tell us about Robert Durst, the multi, multi, multi millionaire Oh, you mean the killer? It's alleged. Okay. Well, don't pimp it. i okay. okay. so, Yeah, Kathy, he's the person of interest.
3: I um, mean, he uh, went to college with her. She met him at UCSD, and they became fast friends. His mother jumped off the rooftop when he was 7 years old at his house and he watched her and so they had their mothers gone as something in common and um, he was her best friend throughout her life and um, um, he, his wife ended up missing in 1981 and Susan was his spokesperson for the media he was multi-millionaire through the Durst Corporation in uh, Manhattan they built half of Manhattan and um, the Susan was um, eighteen, how many years later? Police wanted to re-interview Susan. New York police, and they put it out through a, a magazine. And Durst got wind of it, and everybody thought that that was the reason that he was afraid Susan knew too much and was going to say something about. Yeah, the what kind of when she was
0: hinting broadly that uh, he may have confessed to her that he bumped off his wife. Yeah. Well, also, he was uh, a person of severe interest and actually charged in the murder and decapitation of the missing head of the the guy in Galveston, Texas. Tell us about that, please.
3: He he had a neighbor. When he got freaked out over the New York Magazine article that came out that the police were reopening the case on his missing wife, Kathy Durst, he took off for Galveston and ended up living as a mute woman um, wearing women's clothes and
2: Wait, wait, Hold wait. wait. Hold it. First of all, there's no such thing as a mute woman. <laughs> okay.
3: Uh, now, now, now. Now, now.
2: Okay. He was living, so he, <laughs> living as a
0: mute woman?
3: Yeah, in a $300 a month um, seedy little apartment in Galveston Bay. And, and his neighbor was poor Morris Black, who was in his 70s. And what Robert Durst said was. Um, he uh, threatened him or something with a gun, and oops, um, Robert got it instead. It went off, and poor Morris was dead. He panicked, so he took a chainsaw and a hacksaw and hacked up his body, put it in bags in Galveston Bay, and a poor 12-year-old man and his father found the torso floating up when they were fishing. So, let me so get- he was charged, he was tried, and and he had the wonderful dick, for a defense attorney out of texas and he got off on self-defense
2: yeah let's uh, let's let's uh, just recap this uh, if i may or decap it the, um, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> they
3: never found the head so they never had the yeah, here, true here, uh, here's the deal true cause of
2: death uh, 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 in self-defense quote unquote if i may unquote unquote yes please and do the air quotes or anything else that may you be get to the point the,
3: point well, the jury is... bought it so yeah, no kidding. What the hell did
2: he say that the jury's going to buy self defense and hold? Well, he actually
3: they- he actually testified on his own behalf, and it, it um, uh, well, I mean Dick the best in the country, you right. know. But it, it's pretty pretty interesting because, uh, well, Morris Black, you know, the victim was not a likable person, and and it had quite a quite a history, but still the. Um, I mean, there are people who are trying to connect it to Susan, and, oh, Morris knew whatever, and I don't believe that. No, but, I think but, that but, but hang on. He just flipped out. This he guy out.
2: Durst is, first of all, grew up of privilege, didn't know right from wrong probably, uh, and here he is with poor old Morris Black, and uh, claims self-defense, but wait, there's more. I, I think I better hack him up. <laughs> Take a uh, chainsaw to his neck just and, and, and to make just, sure it's and, self-defense. And, and let's play hide the head because in Galveston, that's a fun game. So, so and the jury bought it. And, and that's kind of a... Yeah. The LAPD was pissed because they were hoping, those idiots,
0: Yeah, and we'll get to why they're idiots later in the program, but uh, they were hoping that he would be convicted on that to get him off the street because they uh, were making the assumption that he murdered his wife, murdered this guy in Galveston, and also murdered... Murdered Susan Bourbon because she was going to blow the whistle on the fact. Well, that let's, let's talk about the Susan, which
3: would have gotten the LAPD off the hook from having to worry about
0: being exposed Robert in LA.
3: It. Bingo, right?
0: Because uh, now, okay, let's not wait till later in the show. No, hang on, hang, hang on. Well, okay, Bart, uh,
1: I'm fascinated by how he got caught at this point. Prior to you know, to high, he, he hacks the guy up and splits. Right?
3: Yeah, he hacked the guy up and split. Okay, and then, so then yeah, and then he takes off for. Lehigh, he gets caught in. Is it Lehigh, um, Pennsylvania? He went to school there. He, he got his um, um, bachelor's degree from there. So he's in, in a he's in a in a sort of a Walgreens, but it wasn't Walgreens back there where they sell everything, but they also sell sandwiches. Like a I don't know or, or whatever it was, 7/11. sort of a corner. Oh, we'll pull back there. Big big corner market. And right, he, right back there. And he goes in and he. And he takes a Band-Aid out of a container inside the store, goes into the bathroom, puts it above his top flip, comes out, steals a sandwich. Uh, mind you, he had $35,000 in his pocket or in his car. But who's got the and change for <laughs> And he steals a tuna fish sandwich, walks out, and he gets caught. And they're, they're like, um, lo and behold... Look who they have. Well, I find it fascinating
1: that the when they say, excuse me, you didn't pay for that, he didn't go, here's your five bucks. Instead, he uh, he lets himself get arrested. because I don't know
3: that it was a thousand. choice. He was acting odd, and I think yeah, because of his exactly odd behavior. Odd. guys were not a band not <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they asked. I don't think that was an option. But you're right, he didn't. And it was funny because when the police officer asked him what his... Oh, the police officer said he who was had him in in the room and didn't think much of it. You know, they're just writing him up for theft and. And he said, you know, you look nervous. It's just a petty crime. And then he realized why he was nervous.
2: Hey, Kath, was he still uh, a uh, transgendered uh, mute woman? He was
3: dressed like a man at the store, oh. but it was odd. He put a, a he didn't have a cut, but he put a Band-Aid across his lip. It was weird. No, no, no. The guy Who was just weird. That?
0: Yeah, I mean, no,
2: I do that. Here's the, deal. <laughs> Here's the deal with thirst. okay, if I may. First of all, uh, this guy is nuts. We know he's nuts. We know that careful. Susan, he
3: might be listening. I hope
2: so. Uh, <laughs> Susan Berman. Uh, Susan Berman was close with Durst. Uh, may in fact, uh, you know. First of all, who would know? She better? couldn't
3: find him though. She could, she was having a hard time finding him, and she was desperate for money, and and actually contacted him through his family. I think uh, she
0: was blackmailing uh, him. Oh, so do uh,
3: I, I, that's what some people think. I, 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 I mean, he. It may have. Um, I, I'm, she, I'm not sure. She's given her money
2: anybody. before. Huh? Who, who better to be able to set up the Susan Berman murder to make it look like a mob hit than Durst, who know, knew the whole background and figured, well, let's figure out yeah. a, a way to buy it, to start to well, sell this
3: well, the thing when Susan, you know, for readers, the listeners, the the um, Susan was found; her body was found on Christmas Eve morning in two thousand. You know, with a single gunshot wound to her head, nine millimeter. Coincidentally, Robert Durst's car, when he was found in um, uh, La his uh, his car had a nine millimeter gun in it. Galveston police, which I believe. Isn't Calveston a teeny tiny place? Is it? Yeah, it's do they a have a pretty sized market? Yeah, I don't know what their homicide unit is like, but <laughs> I, I don't radio think. Radio terminology. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they're the, the LAPD's homicide robbery division. So, <laughs> yeah, well, so maybe they did a ballistics um, on it, yeah. uh, and the LAPD I think should have sent it to Quantico or something for the FBI to test, or sent it to a different lab. They didn't, so the the nine millimeter. Um, gun came back inconclusive that it compared with hers. the bullet found at her house so i spent bullets so as, uh, co- i would have liked to see that further done you as, know? as coincidence
2: has it i used to hang with that whole crowd on Loma and i you know did,
3: Loma where she lived
2: yeah and oh uh, okay and uh probably she lived
3: there for five years
2: probably knew her yeah and yeah. I, I lived right around the corner.
3: But her dogs out there, Seattle. and she, yeah, yes, and she met her a neighbor, um, Neil, her uh, her um, quasi manager. She met him. He was a person of interest for a short time. Yeah, she he climbed probably, through the window.
2: She met him <laughs> probably at the um, at the Chevron station. Yeah, yeah, that's where we all meet.
3: Well, <laughs> now,
0: now I want to get back to her murder. She's found dead. Everyone, of course, is very upset by this and shocked.
3: It's on saw we, we've, off, yeah. We've, we've
0: often discussed on this program the, the movie Them about the giant ants. And the reason we mentioned that movie about the giant ants is that that's one of the few films where proper police protocol is observed in a motion picture regarding how you investigate a, a crime scene. The, the policeman, played by James Whitmore, is a better job in that low-budget science fiction film that the LAPD did
1: in this crime scene. He walks into the the trailer. That's being James Whitmore. At yeah. the beginning of the film. And he, he sees the gun. And he uses a pencil in his pocket to pick the gun up through the barrel to see if it had been fired and lays it back down in exactly the same position as when he found it. What does that have to do with that? That has to do with proper protocols. Well, now, what well, the LAPD
0: did well, is they're picking the thing the up there. Well, wh- they or, didn't even examine the crime scene until it had been cleaned. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah, you know the interesting thing is, uh, yeah, and some friends cleaned up the crime scene at Sandy uh, at uh, Susan's house. The thing about it is, they walked in and they were greeted in the living room. I mean, neighbors uh, notified a day and a half later, so her body was there for a day and a half, which is very interesting because of alibis and everything else for Robert Durst, but. Um, but they place him smack dab in not only L.A. But in San her system. living room. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, yeah, so anyway, they walk into the living room and above her mantle is a uh, wanted poster of her dad and wanted for murder. And um, they just. They're like, oh, look at this, you know, and they're like, oh, well, she's this person and these. It must be a mob head. And little did they know, all the guys their dad was, you know, a monster with. Were you know, all in their eighties and nineties. Yeah, they, they were pretty Most much of done. Them dead. Yeah, yeah.
2: But, but Durst would know to try and stage <laughs> it like that. I figured you look above the mantle and there's a. Oh. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't have it that perfect.
3: Um, it will turn up one of these
2: days. Oh, you betcha. <clears throat>
3: it always does.
2: Whoa. Hey, I, with, some, with some crime writers here, uh, Kathy and Burrow, uh, here's just a, a, an errant idea, Whoa. if I may. What's the matter? I yeah.
0: just ate some ass-kicking uh, peanuts, and they're so damn hot, steam is coming out of my ears.
2: I looked, and there's steam coming out of your ears. Yeah. That's, so that's tough. Whoa. And we have a new pope. pope. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's funny. So, so uh, <laughs> wow. It's a good line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, back no, no, at the no. show. back at the show. Uh, just a suggestion for either one or both of you. You know, Benedict Canyon, where uh, Susan Berman lived and then was ultimately murdered. There's a lot of people that have died on Benedict yeah. Canyon who are famous. There's a book in that alone. You know, from well, they're,
3: they're in my yeah. I included I included them um, in the in the book because it is rather eerie. Well, the love uh, the um, Kate
1: okay, love Bianca.
3: Yeah, yeah that's the there. Manson killings, George, and then uh, Superman,
1: George Reeves.
3: Mm-hmm. I go by his and, house
2: every day. I honk.
3: Well, he was just he he lives Kitty corner. You know, of course, different yeah. era, but his. His house was Kitty cornered to
2: hers up yep. the road. Yeah, I go, I drive by there every day. But that's yeah, great. I went to that. I went to the house after you know after Superman, she was killed. Or oh, her house, okay. Her house. <laughs> now, at the time of her
0: death, things were actually starting to go pretty well for her, despite the fact she lived the most austere uh, lifestyle. Well, she didn't Have the money, yeah. But I mean, but she's hitting this guy dressed up. He paid her a hundred thousand dollars, which was $50,000. Po- 50, 50, but was pocket sure. changed to him, whether it's a hundred or whether it's uh, fifty. Yeah,
3: yeah. But to him, that's five dollars. Yeah, you know, that's nothing. I mean,
2: that kind of money is and nothing And it could to have him. been a tuna fish sandwich, and he would have had no problems that day. If you want. The just, guy had <laughs> problems anyway.
0: Here you got the cops are hoping that he gets convicted on the Galveston murder. He's suspect number one in the disappearance of his wife. He's suspect number one in the murder of Susan Berman. And uh, uh, yesterday, day before, uh, uh, Trump was uh, trumpeting about him about, oh, no, he has a right to be angry with his brother.
2: <laughs> well, because Trump hates his brother because his brother took over the family business and runs New- the other half of New York City.
3: Well, it's kind of creepy when you've got a brother like that who's a little. Um, off, off. Yeah, who's standing off, in yeah. your street, staring at your house? I mm. mean that he's been stalking his family, and so that they went to court for due reason. It wasn't just once; it's uh, over and up, over.
2: He showed up for Thanksgiving dinner dressed as a woman, acting mute, <laughs> and, he, and he didn't have a word in his defense.
0: <laughs> well, a lawyer like that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean
3: you don't it. need to write crime. You can write fiction. Oh, that's right. You already do. Yeah.
0: Sometimes I merge the two.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Again with the merger. Yeah. There's always mergers going so, on in So, so let's review. <laughs> Shall we? Yes. yes, because we're all over the Oh, place. let's mention the book, by the way. Yes, yes I yes. think we should start something. Yes, yes. Do we
1: have enough time for the entire title? I think so. Murder of a
0: Mafia Daughter is a revised edition. It's now called Murder in Beverly Hills, the mob-style execution of Susan Berman, her crime boss' father, and the deadly secret she took to her grave. I'm sorry, Bernal, we're out of time. <laughs> now, I'm partially responsible for the long title. You are. Yeah. So, why don't we tell the audience why? Why, why am I partially responsible?
2: Yes. I think she's more irresponsible. Isn't well, that I know. But, but why are you partially responsible? Because she was coming up with a new
0: title and subtitle for the book, and I helped her out. That's all. Okay. I'm a helpful guy. Uh, well, I know you I later so
3: Subtitles her. are important for search engines.
2: Hey, look. When, when, when looking for a title, you come to me. I've got 17 movies out there and four books. so And five Razzies. I have uh, one Razzie, was nominated for five.
0: Oh,
3: very oh,
2: good. Okay. Yeah, I've never won a Razzie. Let me tell you something. I never won an Oscar, so I'm very, very <laughs> proud of my Razzie. Thank you very much. Anyway, I made the worst movie of the year 2000, and I'm
0: proud of it. <laughs> well, Steve writes excellent books, 2000 and the other yes. years, Murder in Beverly Hills. You can look for it under that title. Kathy Scott, and it's got all the updated info, including... The LAPD biting their nails over the fact he gets found not guilty in that Galveston murder.
2: <laughs> hey, Kath, this is a downloadable book, right? We can download that.
3: Yes, it's um, it's available on um, iTunes, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all those things. Fantastic. As an ebook.
0: And I just I read it as a uh, as a PDF. Actually, <laughs> it's an excellent book,
1: ladies and gentlemen. Robert, uh, Robert, didn't get off completely clean uh from his murder trial he did serve time
3: he did he, he did serve time for um but i think they, it, they, it, they it they might they have been evading was it? yeah no. I, you know, I think it was evading police or something i think he did a you know 18 months two years whatever it was And he and was, out. An was, was spotted in las vegas by the way about a year and a half about a year and a half ago, which is kind of creepy for me.
1: So, what was well, yeah. his reward for for this? This
3: uh, say
0: what? He got a reward for this. Well, yeah, you were rewarded he got if you, Well, namely, his family disowned him and wanted him out of the. Well, oh, it's just
3: uh, he was given six billion. Now in your book you to say walk six, away and never have anything to do with them again. It says sixty-five
0: million
2: in the book. Where's the six billion?
0: I I'm
3: 60, sorry, sixty-five million. I spoke too big.
2: Yes, thank you. <laughs> Which is my life story. So, so <laughs> sixty-five. Sixty-five million is not six billion, but it's still it's still, it's still more than you and I make a week. That with that, I, I don't make sixty-five million a week.
3: But I, he could be in breach, you know, for for overstepping because it was so bad he did go away. But he, um, so they don't have to deal with him anymore. He, he bought a place, an uh, interesting thing. You can find it online. A bunch of stories about it. He bought um, a in a building. You know, you buy. Houses within houses. So right. he bought an apartment, a very large one. Bought a couple of them and combined them, and completely freaked out the mortician on yeah. the on the on the you bottom think the floor. Guy like the business. Yeah. That, well, <laughs> for that kind of money. Very freaked out. She, Neighbors are very freaked out that he bought a place. And he's married. He married this woman. And, she must uh, be she, freaked out. She must she be an a, idiot. Well, she's a realtor. She knew who he was when uh, she, yeah, bailed, she, him of, him the, she, she bailed him out. She bailed him out of jail.
2: She married him for the name and the money. Uh, but, because she's not sleeping with a mute woman.
3: <laughs> yeah. So he's on it with is. her, and, and he's, uh, I don't know if he's living there, but, I mean, the guy travels a lot. He's got a couple of houses. Under, in under San Beard. San Francisco still. <laughs> under yeah. Beard we have you think The interesting you... thing is he had a realtor in San Francisco who lived next door to him at one of his houses up there, and he died.
0: Uh-oh. Oh, wonderful. If mm-hmm. I would, I would not want to be... But I no
3: investigation, a... no nothing. I mean, but, but there was a cop told me about it and thought that it was very curious, but you it was out of his
0: This guy, I believe, allegedly murders his wife, chops up this old guy, uh, murders Susan. Didn't Morris Black run Stacks record? <laughs> that was Morris Chess. Oh, that was <laughs> His brother was murdered, but by accident. Right, by, murdered by accident. Murdered by accident. <laughs> hey, that was a great. He was. He was murdered by accident. They thought they were killing Morris, and they uh, shot his brother. By because they were twins. Another case, another day. Yeah. That's show business, and as you know, show business is my life. So, as as you investigate this case, I because mean, you've been on this case for
2: more than a decade, you yeah. probably know more about this case than. Anybody except life Mr. <laughs> right? But so when I open up saying I knew who it was, you know I know who it was, and, and it is, and that's the end of it. And, and allegedly. Alleged Schmedge.
3: Well, he's not charged with a crime, so he's a person of interest. Because he he's bought himself but, but, out of uh, it. Did you get to the details of the latest in the case? I'd like um, you to tell us. Okay. Um, the... So, there's this missing woman up in missing teenager, seventeen, eighteen years old, up in the San Francisco area. and Robert theres knew this girl from uh, her job, and if she he likes to frequent homeless centers and things like that, kind of interesting. And um she was a volunteer there, as she worked there. She was seen getting into a car with an older guy. Wearing glasses and kind of um, and his and his hair um, uh, over his lip (laughs) pulled back and thin and and a prostitute on the street actually ID'd him and came up with this composite (laughs) drawing and the composite drawing is in my book and the composite drawing was nicknamed by the police as Mister Potato Head. And was as that soon the G- as it came out, and they published it and said that this woman ID'd him and they, bl- and, and the, he was in a car similar to what the person who disappeared, who was last seen with this missing girl, um, was in a car similar to what Durst was driving. So Durst was about to appear in court. He appeared in court once with his hair combed back. And and um, wire rim glasses and sure enough he shows up two days later after the Mr Potato Head drawing came out publicly in the newspapers and online he he shows up in court wearing contact lenses and his hair combed down toward his forehead so he's um, disguising himself. Okay, what? A, yeah, so that's kind of interesting. And, uh, anyway, the, of the the latest in the case is that based upon the ID. Um, and the similarities, they were able to get a search warrant for a Robert Durst bank account. And in the process of trying to see what what is going on, were up there, they learned that in the day and a half, that well, the the day Susan was believed to be murdered was the twenty
0: fourth, twenty third,
3: twenty second, twenty third, and. They place him in California based upon his big statements. I don't know if if it was gas or whatever it was. And then Susan told, so LAPD and the FBI are now working on a joint task force investigating Robert Durst. The Susan they're Berman trying to case. get him
0: for something.
3: but the, problem, the Susan Berman case and in California. Yeah. In pro-
0: the problem is, if this thing goes to trial and he can afford to hire the best attorney, they're going to show how totally incompetent the LAPD was in the investigation of that homicide from day one.
3: Oh, yeah. They, they, it got traipsed over by friends and family similar to the O.J. Simpson crime scene. So but where, the where? cool thing is that they, they, um, you know, in the, in the poor family of the missing girl up north. So, but they, you know, in, in that that investigation, they stumbled on this. So that that brought in the Susan Berman case. They're going to
0: find it's, something to get this guy on. They're going to find well, something. Well,
3: hopefully we can, you know, resolve a couple of cases. But it's... Um, uh, so it's it's out there it's um public and um you know I got it confirmed by two people within the um homicide unit at uh, the l a p d that they were in fact um taking a new look with a federal agent and the federal agent is is based in the los angeles bureau not in not up in San francisco
2: where's Durst now is he in New york?
3: Oh he's got houses in different places harlem Harlem is yeah. his main house do
2: you now. uh do you fear him
3: um, i don't i am pretty high profile mm-hmm. you know I count on burl count on catherine <laughs> Casey but um i do uh I do, um, it, it's a little creepy, but, you know, I'm, I'm not... A hey, well, if you're a true crime writer... but, but I, Yeah, I it, don't really like that question. No, well, I mean, but
0: it is true, and I wrote no, a about No, I mean, I'm not... About I'm not true crime I mean, writers I've written do one right at a time. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Kathy.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, I've written, I've written about, you know, some hairy cases. Yes. You know, I mean, I've, I've, you know, covered gang members and everything else. I've gone into gang communities, and I, I um... I don't I don't really think of myself. I mean, I've, I've gone to Somalia when there were, you know, shots being fired everywhere. So I don't really look at life that way. I don't. I was just in South Central. I don't. You know what I mean? No, I, don't I, I, I do. I don't really view things in that perspective I, 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 I'm, I'm as fearful sorry, or not.
2: I, I'm sorry that you were upset by the question. I, no, I'm uh, not. <laughs> I didn't mean to upset No, no the, the point being is that true, my perspective. true crime authors have to deal with the fact that every
0: once in a while we do get... Death threats, uh, which usually those don't
2: concern me because I figure if someone's going to bump me off, they're not going to threaten me first. Let me ask you something, bro. Uh, Tell us about the death threats you've gotten. Seriously. Oh. That you can't talk about. That I can't talk
0: about. I've even had them from corrupt law enforcement that thought I was going to reveal their corruption.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, I've had cops on my street, undercover cops on my street. You know, they're trying to get us because they're mad at us because reporters are writing about them. I went out and. Well, a cop told me to do it. I went out with a camera, walked right in front of the car, waved and smiled and took a photo, and they never showed up on my street again.
0: Well, that's oh, tell the story. <laughs> this is a bit off topic, but tell the story. Okay, you and I were together for Christmas at a party, and they were there Ooh. with the, the journalist who got arrested for calling the cops.
3: Oh, oh! Well, that's coming out in a. Yeah, we're not gonna. It's coming out. It's pretty. We're keep. He's keeping it low profile right now. By the way. Oh, okay. Sorry. Because <laughs> he doesn't want want them to know. But yes, it I a. Pretty I don't think they're listening to my show. Case.
2: More importantly, why was I? Not oh, invited? when the
3: documentary comes out, you're gonna want well, him on the show.
2: Yeah. Why, was, why wasn't I invited to this Christmas party? You weren't in Las Vegas that day. Oh, I was supposed to be there today.
0: Yeah, I know. I would have gone with you. We were going to have Mark do the show with Kathy. That's,
2: <laughs> actually, I would have done the show with Kathy. And in Kathy. it
1: would have been fabulous. And
2: Kathy's, in Ga- and Kathy's in Gainesville. So, you know, I'm trying to help,
1: Kathy. Yep. <laughs> I'm just trying to help.
2: I I think
0: she's
1: living as a... uh, As uh, a a loudmouth
2: man. It's a loudmouth man, yeah. Because she's certainly not a mute woman. Mute man, that's right. A malamute. (laughs) And by the way, I must apologize to all mute women uh, for making that wisecrack that I made. But, you know, there is some truth in what I say.
0: Yeah, Yeah, well, you know... The the reason is that research shows shows that unlike men, when women speak, endorphins are released. And it causes them great pleasure, which is why women become can become addicted to speaking because it creates uh, releases
2: pleasure chemicals. You have just solved both of my divorces.
1: <laughs> they they, t- they, they talk you into women. oblivion. No.
2: Yeah. Oh, tell me
1: wrong.
2: No. Yeah, No, they
0: do. It does happen. That it releases pleasure. It doesn't happen with men, but it does with no, women.
2: I talk too much. Yeah,
0: We know that. <laughs> yes, That's why we I- wondered about your gender. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: Well, we found out earlier today that you're a
2: lesbian. Is that right? Yeah, I, I missed that. Why one. Did I miss that. That must well, have when been when you walked
1: on... in on broadcasting.
2: Yeah. Oh, but oh, be... lesbian and I, lesbians and I have much in common. Yeah, <laughs> They both <laughs> have a heart <hots> for women. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Burl. <bro. laughs> you know the joke worked without the ID. I uh, we, no,
0: we, we had to do the follow-up for those yeah. in our audience who don't understand things. <laughs> Remember, we Matt's show comes on after ours. We have to explain lots of stuff. <laughs> Why don't we get this show back on track? Okay.
1: So just prior, just prior to our uh, heroine's uh, demise, uh, she was working on uh, a Las Vegas uh, uh, idea a television program. Well, and yes, what
3: um, t- actually for Showtime, I believe, and it was—I think it was being picked up as a pilot. And so she was pretty excited about it because she it had. Was
2: being, it was called Stins. It was being. Uh, it was given a pilot order, which does not mean it's going to be a series.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Um, but she had. She had very high highs and very low lows. You mm-hmm. know, she'd done a book. She'd had a bo- movie deal out of the book. she done. She wrote two uh, two novels and um, Easy Street and Lady Las Vegas. Lady Las Vegas was a companion book to an A&E special, which is the best special ever done on Las Vegas. What's Uh,
2: What's it called?
3: Uh, it was in a- uh, Lady Las Vegas is the book, um, and I can't remember the, the name. probably
2: of uh, uh, I, they bring it up. The
0: Real Las it's Vegas A and E four part series, co writer, co producer, nineteen
1: ninety
3: six. Thank you. Yes, thank you. It was excellent. The best thing that's ever been done. You guys should re- uh, uh, get net- it Netflix. if you get a chance.
1: Netflix. But
3: she got she got the team got an award for that. She was one of the writers, and she was instrumental because of her contacts over the years in getting so many people to interview for that. So she was doing um, a new one on influential women, the women who made the men, you know the women behind the casinos and the and the new bosses, not the mob bosses. and so she was she was um, in the midst of interviewing all those people, but that's not anything anybody would want to, to get you dead over, you know I mean its there was nothing.
2: Here's why she's dead.
3: Feature-type thing.
2: She was going to reveal Durst murdering his wife, beginning and later story. That's it. Um, And he can come... It's a shame,
3: though. Well, and it's a shame that the the state police and and, I think it was the state attorney's office in New York that they revealed, investigators revealed in advance that they were seeking to speak with Susan and made it public. And then... I mean, he he went on the lamb immediately after that, and lo and behold, poor Susan got dead. Well, a yeah. short time later, It's guy, really awful.
2: The, the guy's loaded, so he can get a lot done. He can buy a lot of cops, buy a lot of politicians, buy whatever the heck he wants, but except for a tuna sandwich. And uh, <laughs> well,
3: well, the uh, interesting thing about uh, his family is, I was told um, from within the homicide unit that just recently when I was doing this second edition, because um, I always thought it was odd. I knew that the lead detective, a lot of detectives were on this case, but the one lead detective who was on it for a long time was had taken it to the DA's office twice, and it was turned down, a case against um, Durst in the death of Susan, and it was turned down. And I was told that early on in the investigation when... When detectives they never interviewed Durst, only just spoke to him briefly on the phone. That when they were seeking to interview him, that the Durst organization sent letters to homicide and to the DA's office to back away. So just, so and the, I, I don't know how that happens. Well, I don't the, know why just, they don't say no.
2: Just so the audience has kind of a perspective on the power of the Durst family and whether this guy was excommunicated from his family or not just imagine in your head the island of manhattan think get that picture in your head now take half the buildings away from that picture that's the size of the durst organization so he can buy and sell whatever the heck he wants and he did
3: Okay. Whether it's influence or not, but right. the, there was pressure. There was pressure exerted, and they. Because I'm not saying they took money, but there was pressure exerted, and they backed away, which sure. I find fa- rather fascinating. That that would take precedence over justice, but uh, and oh, whether it was or not. I mean, they say,
2: think, come on, you've been doing this too today, long. To just, to today, today they can
3: do that, though. They can, uh, you know, somebody from Manhattan can go to.
2: You know,
3: somebody
0: with power more there. Entrenched. I don't know if money could buy you out of trouble, Phil Spector wouldn't be in prison. How, how do you know how much money? Well, I don't
3: know. Has? Do you think in the in the Jody Arias case that that uh, what was the prosecutor's name in that case? Do you think do, um, the guy who did the, such an incredible job, do you think that if, if he if there was a powerful family that came out and tried to exert some pressure on that D.A., do you think? that guy wanted it then he would have he would have sung it from the mountaintop
2: well it depends on your ethics it depends on how much money we're talking about uh. <laughs> what the hell i think we're taking a break we've lost our mind again. we're
0: taking a 60 are we take a 60 second break matt uh, Alan.
2: Yeah, you want to do commercial? Do a live commercial. Yeah, I'll do yeah. one for you. Okay, we'll be
0: right back in 60 seconds on True Crime and Sense with special guest Kathy Scott, who's amazingly still alive after being stabbed by the legendary Burl Bear on Christmas.
3: Hey, gang, this is Lori Downey Jr., and I've got a message just for you phone and we know you do or ride a plastic pony in front of Albertsons you are no longer tied to your computer you are now safe to roam while Barstow's burning and take outlaw radio with you everywhere you go grab an outlaw radio app from Radioloyalty.com the smoking drinking interrupting 24 hour party that you follow now follows you your cell phone or Apple device is now the easiest way to stay connected with your friends on Outlaw Radio. You know, the demons of decadence. Change the way you listen to radio seven days a week. Now available free at RadioLoyalty.com. Just punch in Outlaw
2: Radio. Okay, take it. That I have the, uh, the, the pleasure of working with... A guy that's written at least 12 books. Some of them have sold. Yeah, I bought one myself. And you can buy his books on uh, Amazon.com. You can buy them on iTunes. And we're talking about the legendary and the great Burl W. Bear. W in there. I just put it in there. Now, Burl Bear wrote the latest thing that he wrote. Uh, The latest, uh, it's out in paperback right now. It's called The Headshot. Incredible book. Get it however you can get it. And don't steal it. I'd I- like to sell you my copy because I want it out of the house. But get it however you can get it. Because we love the number. No, really love Headshot by Burrow Bear. Available now at iTunes, Amazon.com, and at a store near you. And the Barnes and Noble. Oh, that too. And get body count, too, while you're at it. And
0: Fatal Beauty, and moms That Kill, and Murder in the Family. <laughs> Anything else that's not used, don't buy it used. Yeah, okay, I hate you when you buy used. I come to your house and slap you. People don't realize that authors don't get a dime when you buy a used book at a garage sale. We're back now with Kathy Scott. La, 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 murder in Beverly Hills, the mob-style execution of Susan Bourbon, her crime boss father, and the deadly secrets he took to her grave by Kathy Scott. You can get it right now, this is in this moment. It's a fantastically well-written book. And uh, you know, Susan Bourbon was loath to believe that her father was a mobster. She was standing in a bookstore and she's reading a book about Las Vegas and she's reading about the murder of uh, Bugsy Siegel and it mentions her father's name and it says he could kill a man with one hand tied behind her back and she's so shocked, she pukes in the bookstore.
2: Did you know that, Kathy? I've
0: done I that.
3: did, yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: that. <laughs> I read that in your book so I figured you better know it. Puking at a bookstore is, is rather fun.
0: Well, yeah, that's a, yeah.
3: Kind of no, a... She was yeah. She had a hard time wrapping her brain around it. The thing about Susan that was so sort of sad. She was fifty five years old when she was killed, but her parents. She was twelve and thirteen when her parents died, and she never. Nobody ever talked to her about their deaths, and she never got past them. And it was almost like her feet were firmly planted still here in in las vegas you know down to her little girl bangs that she wore for the rest of her life you
0: know so she was forever 12.
3: yeah forever 12.
0: it has a book title i'll take it (laughs) it's a
2: damn good book title thank you
1: i'm taking forever 13. (laughs) forever
0: 21 is already a store it's the endless bar mitzvah (laughs) (laughs) i went to one of those (laughs) must have been orthodox your own that's conservative too conservative
1: for me um she, uh, Susan was, uh, uh, managed to put her life together, uh, and, uh, get herself an education.
3: Well, the mob paid for her education. She, Susan was given, her uncle Chickie took care of her and, well, stuck her in boarding home, boarding schools, and then she stayed at his, um, his house with his two kids on, on breaks, but... He was her, her father's uncle, or her father's brother, brother, brother. and he got, he, he was given money, then when she was 21 years old, she was given a payout, and then she received payments. Her last payment, she was 30 years old. Over a period of those nine years, she received 5.4 million dollars. Oh, so nice. That's according to her cousin. And she, yes, she lost it. She got a, What was that, $185,000 or something in 1981 for movie rights, which was a lot of money back then for um, her book, which didn't get made into a movie, but she got to keep the money. And then she got, I mean, she worked for New York Magazine. She worked for the San Francisco Examiner. When she moved from, she followed Durst out to New York, and lots of good things happened, and then she moved to L.A. to try to become a screenwriter. And that, she bought and sold houses. She bought and sold houses in San Francisco. She, you know, she went through money like it was water, and she ended up penniless, absolutely penniless, up and down a couple of times of her life. I find it fascinating. So not, she not really put herself through school. It was paid for by the mob.
1: I find it fascinating that um, what, what she did in San Francisco. That ended up being the impetus for her to go to Hollywood. What was that? She wrote a, an interesting we'll article. In the article. <laughs> don't don't just report. Put it in the form of a question if you she want. She wrote a fascinating article for the yes. uh, examiner. What was it about, Kathy?
3: Um, it actually was for an alternative weekly. She um, she freelanced some at the same time while she was at the examiner, and she wrote, she, wrote um, she and her girlfriends had gone out one night to a bar, and she was a big deal. She was in the... Society columns and the gossip columns all the time. Susan was her goings on, and they thought, you know, it was a hard place to meet men. And so she she wrote an article on how to get laid in San Francisco, and it that was the title, and <laughs> that's, it was that's just one pretty page. risque. <laughs> that was pretty risque, and what the nineteen what that was the nineteen seventies so that was pretty pretty risque and she um was sort of the you know the golden haired girl you know and she had lots of promise and and um yeah on that note she she um got picked up by new york magazine and in new york city
0: Hmm. what a career things were going real well for her up to the day she was murdered
3: well she she'd had she was she needed a new car, um she wanted to buy a used one, Durst um sent her twenty five thousand dollar check, um, and then she um was behind in her rent by three months and um her, her landlady as well. Her landlady disappeared on vacation by the way the oh, day really? after. Really in a rental car. Yeah.
0: And, Perfect um, she ever found.
3: Yes, yeah, so they interviewed her briefly, but she actually wrote Susan note saying that she was going to kill her and her dog if she didn't pay her rent, and that was found at her house. And um, so there were three people of interest, and the 31-year-old landlady was a person of interest for a short time. But she disappeared for a couple of weeks afterwards, which I found she interesting.
2: She was hanging with Morris Black.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, then there's the it cadaver. On the yeah. wall. <laughs> there was the cadaver note as well. Did mm-hmm. you see the cadaver note in the in the book?
0: Cadaver Pearl? note?
3: Mm-hmm. What is it? Okay, so before... So Susan was killed on Benedict Canyon, which is really Beverly Hills, but it's under the jurisdiction of the LAPD. Right. But apparently the person... Who knew she was dead? Didn't know that it was within the LAPD's jurisdiction, and sent postmarked a note. The note was postmarked prior to her body being found, which would have been that Saturday, because she was found on a Sunday. So killed on a Friday, found on a um, still in the house on Sounds a Saturday. Like crystals, uh... So, so they wrote. So they wrote. The person addressed it to the Beverly Hills Police Department and in capital letters wrote cadaver in the house mm. and gave the address. Oh. And it was postmarked and, before and, her body was found.
2: And th- but the truth is is that part of Benedict Canyon is part of Los Angeles. It is outside the jurisdiction of the Beverly Hills Police Department. So the Department. killer sent it to the wrong place. Oh, so, I thought
3: she had a... Uh, I thought, yeah, sent it to the wrong place. But it got... Of course, they gave it to the LAPD. But just for the heck then, of it. So then they were... So then the cops were hoping for... Um, They were were waiting for him at at one of three services, one was the funeral, and he never showed up because they wanted him to sign the guest book so they could get a handwriting sample. Um, They did get one from Neil, the business um, manager, which I think was 50-50, it didn't come out either way. Sort of inconclusive. Now,
0: what what did Susan find so attractive about this guy, Jersey? I mean, did she pick up on the fact that he was a screwball and that he murdered his wife, I and
2: mean, that's what she liked?
3: He was eccentric, and she liked it. So yeah. was she. She was eccentric. You know, the Susan was a character, and and could light up a room when she walked in. But she was, you know, definitely afraid of heights, and and had a lot of phobias. She was afraid she was going to fall out of an upstairs window, um, that sort of thing. But she was people people who remained friends with her, loved her but Susan, if you crossed her she would erase you from your Rolodex and her Rolodex and would never mention your name again. A
2: Rolodex, by the way for the those who don't do know <laughs> before they had cell phones Hey yeah. Kath. by the way, what, what are your phobias?
3: I don't have any
0: okay. That's no. that.
3: It's not any tofu, phobia. I know that Men, no <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't have any I'm not afraid of. I'm not afraid of too many things spiders okay. i don't like but i'm not really afraid of them now, i think once
0: you've had a gun to your head or something like that you there's not too much to kind of you ever had a gun to your head or, or a knife you
3: know? to your head yeah you, that was
0: a pair of glasses to your head yes, <laughs> it looks like i've been
3: knife. in some hairy situations you know as a, had a I, I don't know maybe i've been just to too many too many homicide scenes i don't know but you know i a police reporter for a long time and i've gone into low-income housing projects at night where you know, gunfire's going what is,
2: on. what attracts you to homicide? I
3: I I like to write about the underdog. I I think it's unfortunate. I mean part of the reason I've continued writing about the Tupac case and Susan's case is all these years later their crimes are unsolved and Biggie Smalls and it's a crying change. Especially when in some cases we pretty much know who did it. Yeah, and, yeah, and and in well, Tupac's too and they we just talked
2: about Tupac, I them. told you who killed Tupac. That was easy.
3: That was Anderson. Yeah, it was Orlando huh. Anderson. But but it the crypt. Uh, he no now? He's, he got dead in uh, eighteen months later. Yeah, that's why we can don't have. I'm related. Alleged. They said. Yeah. No. He. No. He's and he's. Uh, I mean, he, he. Everybody knew he was the one who did it. Uh-huh. And, but it was other other. You know, it wasn't just him. No. Was no. He was, the, he was the. He was the. He
2: was the, he was the shooter. Well, yeah. He was the shooter.
3: But, but in, so I like to write about the underdog and, and, and give them a voice when they have none and write, continue writing about it. So you, you consider, know, until you, cons-
2: it's you consider the dead guy the underdog?
3: No, not all of them. Okay. No, no, not all of them. Susan, some people
2: are greatly improved by death. Susan, underdog?
3: Susan was, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's, it's a sad story. She was a sad character, you know. She was, she was. Um, people loved her, and she was, you know, up, and, you know, um, she was, she joked a lot, that sort of thing. But she, she there was very, very deep sadness what's, what's the about
2: her. What's the one thing about her, the underdog side, what's the one thing about her that you, was screaming in your head, I have to write about this?
3: I mean, I remember sitting and reading the first newspaper article that came out when I saw it, and um, the fact that her dad was who he was, and that she, I mean, she was alone in the world, really. She had cousins, no brothers or sisters. Um, she compartmentalized her life, so most of her friends and relatives didn't meet each other. Relatives on either side didn't meet each other until she died. Um, but I think that the thing that, It was unsolved, and um, I thought it was a fascinating case. And at that point, we weren't sure... You know, I mean, all of the all of the details hadn't come out. But, I mean, almost immediately, I was drawn to her case.
0: Now, i got to ask you something here. We've been talking about the, her, her new book, Murder in Beverly Hills, which is available immediately uh, by download whatever, uh, and whatever. And also book. Amazon and
3: uh, paperback.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, but the previous time we had you, Could you on. you explain
2: what a paperback
0: is? Paperback is a book you hold in your hand. Oh, made out of paper. <laughs> <laughs> you turn the pages. Okay. The previous time we had you on, you were talking about the chef who cooked his wife. Yeah. What happened to that guy?
3: Uh David Veans. He's in uh he's in state prison. Oh they um, convicted sir- him. Yeah, they convicted him of um I think he got uh, I hate to even say how many years. Well, he's, he's
0: not going to be on the Food Network. It was
3: right? only 13 years or something. But he's... he's um, No, he won't be... No, and he did not serve her up. He didn't eat her either. He merely got rid of her remains that way in a slow cooker, 55-gallon slow cooker, and slow cooked her for four days while his patrons ate in the other room. Oh, it has to be four but,
0: days because of that. Otherwise, would, has, it's, it's, heard too the Zagat rating. it's too tough.
3: Yeah. yeah, so he he they never found the body... So, could he bagged the bones and threw them away? And he sounds um, like
0: a country song.
3: <laughs> and he confessed it was two confessions, and so he he got off on um, uh, a second second degree, and he's appealing it, of course. But um, he, I mean, that guy's crazy as a loon, you know. Yeah, he's That's that a guy who jumped off. Too, he mean, jumped
0: off a cliff because the cops were following him.
3: Yeah, eighty foot cliff, and he left.
0: That's unfortunate.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah it it was actually unfortunate but he he uh so and this is the same guy who in court came in in a wheelchair you know supposedly recovering i think it was a year after his fall and he was in a coma for a while but came out of it and confessed immediately to killing his wife and then in court when he, he objected to something that, that happened because his attorney didn't object he jumped out of his wheelchair objection <laughs> <laughs> your honor so he's uh <laughs> You he like can't a, make that stuff up
2: this is a Peter Sellers movie <laughs>
3: Yeah. This is Dr.
2: Hilarious
3: Strange stuff. Love 2. Yeah, you just got... So I'm going to write... Uh, I'm just writing a, a true crime short on that. Probably about 15,000, 20,000 words. I'm not going to do a full... Yeah, those are kind of fun to do.
0: Uh, uh, just did one on... Uh, I like to plug my own books. Uh, just did one on homicide. Yeah. Uh, murder on 9-11 about uh, uh, those, those true oh, crime Those cool. are fun to, fun to do.
3: I will pick it up.
0: Please do. You can download it immediately from... It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> called Murder on 9-11. I will. Yeah. Uh, what else can we... Uh, anything... New, of course, there's nothing new on Tupac. Yeah, I know you're working on a, another project that's going to be a Well, the Forget
3: Tupac case is coming out in a third edition in January, February. They're, it's going to production right now. I'm going to printing right now, and there's a lot of new information on that case. Lots of new interviews. Cool. Um, the I'm working on their uh, co-writing with... Uh, Freeway, Rick uh, Ross, which you guys had him on your show, his autobiography. That'll a big budget
0: movie coming out on Dark Alliance. That should be fascinating.
3: <laughs> yeah, Dark Alliance, Gary Webb, who who broke this story about Rick and the whole Iran-Contra-Nicaragua connection and all of that to the drugs and crack cocaine in the 1980s. So it's a fascinating story. He's, he's a really interesting guy, as you guys know, because you had him on. So when that comes out, that's going to be the end of February, early March. Our you producer, have, Magic Man Allen, is standing here on.
0: looking exceedingly charming. He's got a different hat on than usual. Matt, it just matches your eyes. But I, well, I only want to interject <laughs> because um, because I, this is important. Uh, a, I've enjoyed your guest. And B, um, I find it fascinating that when she says the word... Uh, didn't and she says it many many times. She doesn't pronounce the second D. I don't.
3: It's I an find, awful and, habit.
2: But I find it sort of sexy and
3: nasty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's getting triggered if we speak. I find Kathy sexy in that. and nasty.
0: Yeah. Thank you.
3: I that's think. Thank you. I think.
0: From us, that's a compliment. <laughs> we called you a crime haughty right up there with uh, you know Aaron Moriarty and. Uh, and know, by the way, Bernard, highly highly tight,
2: highly highly attractive. Yes, <laughs> highly interesting. <laughs> highly solicited. Ah, thank you. Yeah.
1: And ah. I'm trying to figure out why you wanted to stab the woman.
2: <laughs> oh, stop <stopping> it already. Hey, <laughs> Kath, we'll have you back soon, okay? okay? Yeah, great.
0: Good luck on the book Murder in Beverly Hills by Kathy Scott. Buy it, read it, believe it. Thanks guys. Thank You're welcome. you. Thank hey, you very much. Uh- hey, Burl. What? What's happening next right here in LA? Magic uh- R- Man on the defense of decadence, including but not limited to Howard Lapitas, Mark C G Boyer, Burl Bear, Sirius Vic. I don't know if Brother Marty's here or not. Frank Hagen will be joining us next week on True Crime Uncensored, when Nick Bryant is here to discuss the Franklin scandal. That'll be hot stuff. Yeah. Rock your body. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. rock your body